0: got some news for you this is the 101st episode of the Twilight Zone interview and this is your 101st episode with uh of wonderland are you recording i am isn't that crazy though
1: no it's not at all i figured hey you well, know my dog, dog I, my, 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 my dog just takes forever to sniff everything that's a signpost up ahead next stop dark territory
0: Bordering in wonderland, wonderland, the twilight view.
2: There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow between science and superstition and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge this is the dimension of imagination it is an area which we call the twilight zone The place is here, the time is now, and the journey into the shadows that we're about to watch could be our journey.
0: Alright, I guess that's done. Uh, Welcome to LAW The Twilight Zone Review, episode 101. We're reviewing episode 101, Where Is Everybody, Redux. Uh, This is Frank's 101st episode as well. Yay. Lord of Wonderland. I'm Phoenix West, choir. <laughs> Frank Clementine, links. I forget squeeze. halfway through my name. Oh, I'm sorry. Do your squeeze, squeeze. <laughs> squeeze, squeeze. You had, you had a pause there. I didn't think you were going to do it. Uh, much like my West choir. I always forget, like, halfway through West, I'm like, ah, uh, choir. <clears throat> anyway, uh, where is everybody, Frank? Uh, yeah, they're gone. Okay. Well, they're there. They're there. In well, an airport hangar somewhere.
1: Um, I mean, I you know I played the 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 whole intro there because it's the it's the first intro. It's, yeah. it's my favorite intro of of the of the show. You know,
0: is that the one with the cave?
1: No. Okay. It was just yeah. Um, it was just Twilight Zone, and he was talking over it. And then, you know, it, you know, and then it pans to the guy walking through down a road and, you know, it's right. Rod, it's Rod's, you know, famous, you know, the place is here, the time is now and the journey where, you know, like it, it, just, it, you know, this episode set up the series so well, Rod hated it. Rod freaking hated it. Um, why? Because there, because there was no twist at the end. He wanted, was a he wanted n- Not a
0: Twilight Zone twist. Just kind of a general reveal twist? It's not not twisty enough for me. Well, when he went into
1: the theater, Rod wanted him to steal a ticket from the booth and rip it in half and put it in the box when he went into the theater and then put the other half in his pocket so when they wheeled him out... Uh. He wanted him to reach into his pocket and have the stub.
0: They do that in a different episode. Um,
1: yeah, it's season two, episode one, King Knight will not return. Yeah,
0: that's it. <laughs> he finally did his twist at the end. <laughs> I'm doing it in um, one of the first episodes of the season, goddammit. With the sand? Yeah. Remember with the sand at the end? Yeah. Like, wait a minute, if he was,
1: if everything was in his head, why is there sand in his shoes? That doesn't make sense. Spooky, spooky.
0: spooky. Yep. <laughs> yep. Spooky Spooky Pasta Cast is a great pasta. P- pasta? Great podcast. I had pasta for dinner. It, that, that's, that's a lie. I had pork chops. Was it spooky? Was it a haunted pork chop? Uh, I I like the ones that look like a pork chop. I don't like the ends. I cannot tell you how many years it's been since I've had a pork
1: chop. I, I always have applesauce with it and rice. It's good.
0: I want to say 20. At least twenty years. You haven't had a pork chop in twenty years? No. What vegan? I just don't like pork chops that much. Why not? How do you, how do I answer this? How do I answer this that would satisfy you? <laughs> <laughs> there is none. I like pork, I just don't like pork chops. I don't know. Doesn't do anything for me. Uh I just don't dig on swine.
1: <laughs> I don't do it. I'm a filthy creature. That's, that's... I mean, our
0: pork chops in the East Coast thing? I don't know this. No, they're, they're everywhere. I grew up in the Midwest. Come on. Fucking pork chops everywhere. I don't know. Just, yeah, don't, don't much care. No, it is
1: amazing so. how much corn is really grown out in the goddamn Midwest. It is fucking incredible. How much corn this country grows. It's insane. Six hours I drove through corn like a week ago.
0: Yeah, One time, I when I drove back from California to Michigan, it was like Nebraska, Iowa, and all these states. And it was just corn. Just corn. Corn, just corn. More corn. <laughs> like, God damn. Just trillions, trillions of heads of corn. Had to be you know, in the trains. You know corn's a fruit? Good to know. The I don't I. Whenever people say that sort of stuff, I, I don't... I go off taste and what it goes good with. Well, um, yeah, that's why they call it
1: vegetable because of taste and how it's prepared and all. But it, it, it you know, like
0: by definition, what a fruit is, it's a fruit. I, I get, again, I get that part. I don't agree with it. It's Whenever people say fucking tomatoes a fruit, I get fucking angry. I get yes, it. Because it's got seeds in it. That's great. It's, that's it's, great. What does it
1: go good with? Uh, it's a we mean it's, it's tomatoes. So you, you
0: make sauce, you make ketchup, you make. That's, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you put that if you put a fucking tomato in a fruit salad, how fucking angry would you be? I hate fucking raw tomatoes. So, I, I despise raw tomato. It, but if you had tomato on a sandwich with lettuce and other things, it, it's better. Only grilled cheese. But it just doesn't go with any other fruits. It, it tastes like, like a fruit. Like
1: like I don't like a raw tomato cold. If you cook it, fine. But, yeah, you know, ugh. it's a classification
0: thing for me. They need to change that.
1: Well, I mean, by definition, a fruit is any part of a plant that has seeds in it so it can grow something else when it falls.
0: You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So
1: that's why corn is a fruit because the kernels are seeds. Basically.
0: I'm just saying, I don't subscribe to that classification of fruits and vegetables. I don't agree.
1: Hey, yeah, I mean, a potato is a vegetable because it grows, it's 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 just a root, basically. So it's not a seed. It doesn't have seeds in it.
0: I, I get it. I understand the classification. I'm saying I don't agree with it. What are we talking? What 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 goddamn are we doing? Where is everybody, Frank? All right, right. Yeah. We're reduxing it.
1: Oh yeah, and he he, he just walks into this place.
3: Eggs over easy. hash browns. How you get a customer out here? I'm an eggs, eggs on easy hash brown.
1: Dude, there's a 24-hour diner around the corner about to go to. Hungry
3: cash customer.
0: He's at every Walmart department. $0.75,
3: American money. Hello? Sure, American money. The best, well, the best we got that I'm settled. I'm an American. See, there's some question about my identity. Let me put it to you this way. I'm not sure who I am. But I got $2.85, and I'm hungry. That much is established.
0: Good to know. It is, because he can make 2.8 phone calls to St. Louis. Ooh. That's true. It's a lot of phone calls. A lot of St. Louis people can call. He has the most 50s face of all time. I mean, dude, he's 50s all over the place. And he's just 15 all over it, yeah. He, he, it's like a, a, the butt chin, kind of a butt chin. And he's got, like, these jagged cheekbones, and it's just like, <laughs> got cash customer out here, come on!
1: He's cash like, customer! Ash. Yeah, this, I mean, like... Americans! They're like, dude, nobody's there and you're hungry, just go and make it yourself. You don't know how to make some
0: eggs? He doesn't, he doesn't catch on throughout this entire episode that nobody's around. He keeps expecting someone to be around. And then he starts talking, and he's like, oh, yeah, nobody's around. Like, you know that. You know nobody's around.
1: Well, then you start hoping somebody's around. And when all of a sudden there's a cigar just sitting there in, this, in the I, – I, Dude, I think he was sitting on right a park bench in this – Square that basically will end up being Back to the Future in thirty years mm-hmm. from this recording. Anyway, um, they have everything on on one or three corners of a of a square. There's a high school, a bakery, <laughs> a police, fucking, I mean, you name it. It is you know even even the
0: op optrician is there or whatever. Well, Twin Pines is a thriving metropolis. Even back in the 50s. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, everything right there in one place. It's like a mall, but all the stores are outside. Mm-hmm. You ever been to one of those? There's one in Florida. It's humongous. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and everywhere you walk, it's outside. Why in Florida? I have no idea because it's so
0: fucking hot. They have them here, too, and you don't want to go to them.
1: No, because all the stores, it's like, I got to walk outside to get to them. Fuck that.
0: They have high schools. The high schools out here are outside. Like, all the schools are outside. They keep, the classrooms are just kind of lead out to the outside, so you don't walk through hallways for the most part. It's, like, yeah. good fucking miserable.
1: I mean, yeah, they, they, they started building those here eventually, but, I mean, not my high school. My high school was just a fucking enormous building with a bunch of wings, but... um yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I've traveled to other high schools that are, like, uh, and it's, and, like, all the walkways are, are like, you know, it's
0: got a roof on it, so if it's raining, they don't get wet, you know? Oh, this, these don't, because it doesn't rain, so they don't have to worry about that. So you're just getting baked in the sun outside. There's
1: no, like, shade or cover for the walking?
0: If they put a tree out there. <laughs> Which just, you know, just goes up in flames. Yeah. <laughs> uh just, we keep Is that getting, green? We keep, we keep getting sidetracked horribly. We're, right tw- we're 12 minutes into this episode. We have barely discussed it. Good God. Um, we'll fucking talk about the clip. He, he Doesn't he like very, very casually mention the fact that there's some questions to his identity? He doesn't seem concerned.
1: There's, there's questions to his identity, and he's just talking to other people that he thinks are there, but it's
0: not there for uh, half the episode, dude.
3: Miss, over here. Look, I I wonder if you could do me a favor.
0: When he assaults the mannequin.
3: It's the craziest thing, but I've looked and I haven't seen anybody around.
0: Maybe they're all asleep or something, but... It's like...
3: Well, literally, there hasn't been a soul.
0: He even asked her. Like,
3: Look, I don't want you to think I'm nuts or anything. It's nothing like (laughs) that. It's just that...
0: I'm just screaming at nobody.
3: It's just that I don't seem to remember who I am. Well, It's a real oddball thing, but when I woke up this morning, I... Well, I didn't exactly wake up. I just just found myself out on
0: that road walking he's not sounding less creepy <laughs> yeah.
3: amnesia isn't that what they call it well that must be what i got because i just don't remember a thing and i can't seem to find anybody to
0: ask it's making me so angry this
3: person i've seen look i really don't it's want makes you to you be stab
0: somebody a makes me want to open your car door yeah he, really think about it he thought it was a woman he tries to open the car door yeah uh, that's normal just talk through the window <laughs> Yeah, the window's down. I know. i
3: sorry, madam. Oh. I can assure you that at no time did I mean to be so upsetting. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I've always had kind of a secret then for the quiet type.
0: Can't, you can't tell anybody my babe? secrets. You get what I mean, babe? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so his, his uh, order of processing information and, and going about his life is walk up to car, open, open door. door, then look at driver. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I I could tell it was a mannequin from, like, ten feet away. <laughs> yeah, it just was like, was he staring up at the sky? What was he doing? Or she? Oh, what? On like him, him. On the way over to the yeah. car. He didn't look down at all until she fell out of the goddamn car. Yeah, dude. Could have been a goddamn grizzly bear. The camera shots in this episode are very... Like up
1: close, but like below and looking up. It's just very they're very odd
0: shot choices that I thought were creative. I like when he's and, running around and they have the camera in front of him.
1: Yeah, and like like the further the the episode progressed, the weirder the camera angles got. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Um. So
0: like like whenever he's really freaking out, all of a sudden the camera angles like sideways and shit. Yeah. A lot, a lot of the early episodes are about people walking around towns and nobody in them. Like the mannequin episode, the the, the other one with the
1: with oh the yeah, world, um,
0: with the it's
1: a, uh, I think it's like episode six or seven.
0: What is the name of it? It's fucking driving me nuts. It's basically like a they're dead. Yeah, um, it's on so many top ten lists too. do fucking man. You know, I'll, I'll look it up. What's gonna... was Continue.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: okay, so basically,
1: you know, mannequin. So yeah. We're, Oh, not that one. All right. Oh, yeah, here we go. And this is when we get the payoff. Where is everybody?
0: Does he expect somebody to answer? He runs out. He just.
1: He doesn't say it a lot. He says it once. Where is everybody? Only time he says it. In King Nine Rot Return, I just wanted to hear. Where is everybody? So badly.
0: Never got it. Yeah, <clears throat> close, close. I think I yelled it a few times during the review. So,
1: but yeah, this was probably the best part of the episode that I really liked when he was talking to. Yeah, like you said, in the mirror shot, right? You just said that, right? Yeah.
0: No, but, I didn't say anything about what. You 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 said you really liked the shot where he's talking to the mirror, right? No, I said he was walking and the camera's like,
1: oh frantic yeah, frantic
0: in front of him. The mirror shot. He okay. I mean, we have so much other scenes to get to, but let's fuck it. Who cares? He he goes to this theater. It's abandoned, obviously. Everything is. He runs upstairs, runs downstairs. And then as he's running downstairs, he's looking straight ahead and just runs into a mirror. And I'm like, <laughs> no. dude, it's not a patio door. You see yourself running at it in the reflection.
1: <clears throat> it, dude, it was a great camera trick, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, dude, it's... it. it, it, it Even today, it startled the fuck out of me. (laughs) I've seen this episode a hundred times. It still startles me.
0: I go, ah! Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it works for us, because we can't see the real him running at it until it hits. But he sits there and watches his own reflection running into himself, (laughs) into a mirror.
1: But it it, it works so well, because it just ups the, the feeling of how just distressed he really
0: is. Yeah. He's losing his fucking mind. He ran into it's a basic. mirror that we did not see on the way up. Exactly. Just to make <laughs> just the theater beard. bigger. <laughs> exactly. my, my
1: grandmother used to do that in every room of the house. There was mirrors everywhere from floor to ceiling to make the room bigger. It was just weird to see yourself in two mirrors. So there was like 40 of me. <laughs> <That's creepy. laughs>
0: like uh, Dave and Buster does that at the back of their places. So it looks like huge. But you walk away you're like, oh, it's just, that's it? It's, like, not a very big place at all. Fucking assholes. Yeah, Dave Dave and Buster's is a very
1: disappointing thing to go to. Yeah. Because you expect so much more.
0: But there's really nothing there there at all. And there's so many people, you can't do anything. Yeah. Um, I I feel like if this happened nowadays, like this type of story, the guy wouldn't notice. Because he'd be sitting at home, like, watching Pornhub and playing video games and sleeping. and he wouldn't go out and he would, Oh, there's not other people. Oh, anyway, let me go start looting now. So he goes to the pharmacy (laughs)
1: and back then the pharmacy was really the ice cream shop with, with drugs. Yeah. (laughs) So soda pop ice cream and pills. Yeah. (laughs) But it's literally the best part of the episode. I think it's my favorite part of the episode.
3: I'm sorry, old buddy. I don't recollect the name. The face is vaguely familiar, but the name escapes me. I'll tell you what my problem is. I'm in the middle of a nightmare I can't wake up from. And you're part of it. You and the ice cream and the police station and the phone booth, a little mannequin, this whole bloody town, wherever it is, whatever it is. I just remembered something. Scrooge said it. You remember Scrooge, old buddy, Ebenezer Scrooge? That's what he said to that ghost, Jacob Marley. He said, you may be an undigested bit of beef, a crumb of cheese, a blot of mustard, a fragment of an undone potato. But there's more of gravy than of grave about you. You see, that's what you are. You're what I had for dinner last night. You must be. But now I've had it. I'd like to wake up.
1: Um No, I know it's a Dickens quote. I like to talk about the Dickens quote at the end of it. There's more of grave than gra- there's more gravy than grave about you.
0: You're more of a joke than you are serious?
1: No, no. That's no. Uh,
0: it's a little bit more
1: I it's hard to, I don't know. But you, I've read a hundred times, and yeah. I just can't figure out what that really means. Because how he interprets it, I think, is totally wrong. He interpreted it very, very
0: wrong, I think. So you don't know what it means, but you know he got it incorrect.
1: Well, I know when I put my logic to what he thinks it's, it means, I go,
0: nah, that's not it. Okay. The episode's called Elegy, by the way, the one we're trying to think of. No, it's not. I'm looking at it right now. It's not elegy. How is this not the same one?
1: I'm telling you, it's not elegy. I would know it if you said it. All right.
0: All
1: right.
0: All right. Uh, uh, hold on. I'm. 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 I'm looking right now. I'm looking at it, picture. I'm looking at pictures of it right now. It's the one we're talking about. The old man and the and all the, everyone's frozen. Oh, no, 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 you were talking about, I thought you were talking about, um... Suck. <laughs> this is a riveting podcast right now. I know. <laughs> uh, so, I'll, I'll keep talking, you you do your thing. Uh, the fucking guy goes t- to make a phone call, I don't I don't know who, to who, maybe to St. Louis for 75 cents, because he can make 3.8 phone calls, we already established that. Yeah. Um, he goes in there, and he like starts to look it up, the, the, the operators are recording... He gets angry and then he gives like a young Joe Pesci his inspiration because there's a freak the fuck out in the phone booth like punching the doors because it gets locked in there somehow. He's like, come on, funny joke, guys. uh And he starts punching it. And then it just like opens up, I guess, because he's just out of the fucking thing. And then he runs around like a lunatic. He, He runs like a slow girl. And then he runs directly into the camera or up to the camera, looks directly in the lens and goes, and then he yells that where is everybody thing. And it was so weird. Why did they? Why do you look right in the fucking camera? I can't forget. Uh, uh, you know, just for that crazy. You know, I'm starting to lose my mind. Shot. I guess so. Um, in case you're curious, uh, soda, thirty cents back then. Uh, malted milk, thirty-five cents. Strawberry sundaes, thirty cents. Banana split, forty cents. And calls of St. Louis, seventy-five. <laughs> As it. The
1: after hours is is the show I thought you were talking about.
0: The After Hours. What is that one? Oh, that's, was, that's the girl was, in the mannequin. That's nothing what I mentioned other than mannequin. You're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember what Elegy's about.
0: the uh, three astronauts go there. Everyone's like frozen in like, their memory. It's basically like a oh, graveyard yes. for dead people, it, or, <laughs> obviously. But the guy's like a, the caretaker. He's yeah. a robot. And uh, yeah, he killed him, yeah. and then placed him in their spaceship, going home. Yeah, I just remember the one where the guy's winning like a mayoral speech, and he's kind of like sitting up on the thing, and everyone's like celebrating. I'm like, what? So those people, their dream was to be celebrating someone else winning mayor, <laughs> like apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I just want to cheer for somebody, you know? Yeah, I just want to be a part of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not 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 the main focus, just like a uh, really part of the group. It Really, when it comes down to it, it's got to be political. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's the dream. I don't care if it's my candidate. There's got to be some candidate, you know? You know what the saddest thing in the world is? Um, My life? Solo, solo, tic-tac-toe. That's really fucking sad. What's even sadder is he beat himself. Oh, yeah. It'd be sadder if he lost. If you looked at it like that, because you barely you're winning and losing at the same time, so. I, I do have a funny story about tic-tac-toe, by the way.
1: Okay. Okay. You know how like, uh, with, with an app with an iPhone, like I can text you a game mm-hmm. move, right? Well, I I sent a tic-tac-toe game to Pez,
0: and I
1: fucking beat him. <laughs>
0: I do, you keep. You brought it up before. I don't get why it's so funny.
1: Because how do you lose at tic-tac-toe at 35, dude?
0: Because someone, it, you're, you're, 95% of the time you're going to tie, but it they, they wouldn't still be a game if you couldn't win. It's not a real game because you, you can't win. It's impossible
1: to win tic-tac-toe. It really should be. With anybody with an IQ over thirty, it should be
0: impossible. Yeah, because to, lo- to be honest, tic tac toe is something you play with your six year old, or like, and you kind of teach them how to think. That's really like a, it's like a course to learn uh, chess way down the road. Like see, now you're yeah. thinking a move ahead. Now let's move on to this where you think two moves ahead, like connect four, three, four moves ahead sometimes. And yeah, chess, you get you're chess, like like ten moves. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, like uh,
1: the chess master or the chess champion, he does like 17 moves ahead, I think, he can, he can do. That's and pretty and
0: meanwhile, I couldn't even think of what 17 moves would be, let alone ahead and thinking what the other person would do. Like, discounting 17 there would be, yeah. Yeah, 17 is pretty insane to have all those possibilities stuck in your head for yeah. what to
1: do for a strategy. But that's why he's, you know, a chess master, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's all you do. I mean, you, you learn it pretty well.
1: He, yeah, like like I'm I'm a solid six to eight, I guess. But that's not that that's more just possibilities. That's not an actual strategy, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's mostly like they could do this. Maybe I'll do that. Like, I don't know. I'm more. Yeah, I'm more of a
1: defensive chess player. I'm not a very offensive chess player. Like I'll I'll like defense the shit out of myself, and then I'll and then I'll eventually you know do something. But yeah, my ch- chess games that I play normally take a while.
0: Okay, so oh, I play chess every day. I don't know if you do. Yeah. We uh, we cannot talk about this episode, can we? Um, you know, <laughs> what? it's a it's so much easier to talk about the bad ones. I swear, there's nothing. There's not a whole lot going on in this episode. It's a good episode. It's just there's not a lot to it for that exact reason. So they can, you know, not I mean, spend a lot of money on it. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting trivia
1: about it, like um, you know, the phone booth scene. Rod put that in there because that happened to him in an airport. He started freaking out, and he couldn't get out, and some (laughs) guy came by and kicked
0: it open with his foot, and he felt like an idiot. (laughs) I like that. All right. Yep. Yep. There you go. So, yeah, he starts screaming and running around, and it cuts back to reality, and he's he's tapping on it. He's pushing a crossing signal, right? Is that what he's doing?
1: Yeah, the walk button, and he's saying, "Help help me, help me. I got it right here. Yeah, help me, help
0: me, help me, help me.
1: Help me help me. Help me
3: help me. Please help me. Help me. Help me. Please somebody help me. Help me. Please somebody help me. Please somebody help me. Help me. Please somebody
1: help me sound like a lot of me.
0: Somebody's looking at me. watching me. Help me, please, help me. Help me. Help me.
3: Help me. Help me. Help
1: me. Please. Help me. Help me. They're all just staring at me, too.
3: Guys, I his mind. it's weird. Somebody help me. Somebody's Oh, my
1: God. Me. This is infuriating to him listen him to. Yeah, it, 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 dude, it literally the, the last 10 seconds they were watching him do this, and then they finally react. It's like, why aren't
0: you all reacting now? The man has obviously lost his mind. Isn't it weird when he goes, they, they, they finally get in into the booth. Basically, he's in this little uh, booth by himself, and then he's tapping on the glass, and that's what, what the clock was earlier that he broke. It's the clock in yep. front of him. And then the guy goes, careful, Sergeant. Don't no cut his hand on the glass. It's broken. And he goes, I, I see that. I was like, that was weird. Yeah. Like, and I, mean, was I mean, he's just
1: been tapping it for fucking three
0: hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, his hand should, should be, be broken. Should be blood everywhere, really. Yeah. Um, the, the guy but, that plays his sergeant, though, I, I love James Gregory. I brought it up in the solo episode I did. He, he's from Interior Candidate. That guy's awesome. I know that. Yeah. He plays the senator.
1: Well, then, uh, yeah, and then and, and then the press come up, you know, like... Sir,
2: delusions, I think. He's coming out of it now. Fine. Did you get all the data reported? I have problems with this, by the way. You get a timing on him. 484 hours, 36 minutes. Good. I want to have a look at all the data as soon as it's compiled, and I want to see the reaction shot on him, too. Yes, sir. Oh, the press, sir. Oh, yes, i On the run, gentlemen, if you don't mind, I want to see Sergeant first. Do you consider this a success, sir? Very much so. The man was confined alone in a box for something in the neighborhood of 484 hours. That's roughly equivalent to a trip to the moon, several orbits, and return. And this was a simulated trip to the moon, is that right, General? For all intent and purpose, yes. What about these wires attached to him? Wires? Electrics. All of his reactions were charted and graphed. Respiration, heart action, blood pressure. What happened to him toward the end, General, before he pushed that button or whatever it was? What happened to him is that he cracked. Delusions of some kind, we assume. But let me tell you all something, gentlemen. If any one of you were confined in a box five feet square for two and a half weeks, all by your lonesome, without hearing a human voice other than your own, I'll give you especially good odds that your imagination would run away with you too. Such as his, obviously, did.
1: excuse me okay um problem number one uh he said 484 hours um and i think in the next quote they say like roughly two and a half weeks he said it's exactly 20.16 days that's three weeks because 21 days would be three weeks on the dot. How many hours was it? 484 hours is three weeks. There is no way in hell it takes three weeks to get to the moon, orbit it three times or so, and come back. That would take about roughly eight to nine days. I don't... I- I have a huge problem with that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's three. It's it,
0: it's for some reason it's three days to the moon, four days back. I feel like he wrote that as numbers and then never went back and fact checked it.
1: Uh, well, he was off by three days at least, so he was off by, you know, thirty, you know, forty-eight hours, whatever, See, seventy-two hours.
0: That's a valid concern. I have other issues with it. Uh-huh. so let's just say he's in there for two weeks according to the episode there's it's a small little box there's no food there's no toilet what's he doing I mean, uh, there's no
1: toilet in the capsule that they were in going to the moon either yeah but they could shit it's RPD problem
0: but there there's no space in there for food or anything
1: well, they said they can pump waste out, so I guess it's seat to the toilet. I don't know.
0: I guess so. so
1: well, here. Listen. It, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. no, here it goes. It was one ha- What? what happened, Doc? And then he tells him a little more. We yell him. How do you feel, So, much Ferris, I'm
3: sorry about toward the end. All right. What was it like, Ferris? What did you think it were? A place I don't want to go again, sir. A town town without people, without anybody.
2: What was the matter with me, Doc? Just off my rocker, huh? Just a kind of a nightmare that your mind manufactured for you. You see, we can feed the stomach with concentrates. We can supply microfilm for reading, recreation, even movies of a sort. We can pump oxygen in and waste material out. But there's one thing we can't simulate. That's a very basic need. Man's hunger for companionship. Sex. The barrier of loneliness. That's one thing we haven't licked yet. Next
3: time it won't be just a box and a hanger, will it?
2: No, Mike. Next time you'll really be alone.
0: Spooky, spooky. Uh, it seems like to me they did this test to get the results, and then they're like, ah, let's ignore the results and just do the, t- send them there anyway. The dude fucking lost it. But We're still going to do it.
1: Well, the important thing is he lost it way after he would have went and come back.
0: <laughs> not according to them. He said it just enough time for him to do that. It's just enough time.
1: No, it's not. It's plenty of time. You can do it twice. Yeah, in reality.
0: That. But in their world, they said just enough time. So this is really cutting it close. And he was losing it there. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Your test didn't work, dude. Your test, it worked. It's just not the results you wanted.
1: Besides, why would you send one man there anyway? You would always send at least two to three. Yeah. Right? There has never been, you know, when, when when they did the Apollo's like three, four, five, eight, whatever, before 11, I mean, they did orbit the moon a few times. But it was a, like two, three guys, right? Like, Apollo 11 was, like, the third or fourth time we actually went to the moon and landed. I mean, yeah. we orbited it a few times with dudes in it before we actually went ahead and landed it. If it actually happened, you
0: fucking conspiracy freaks, we went to the fucking moon, get over it.
1: Well, Jesus
0: Christ. It's, it's hard to picture someone landing on, like, a flat disc, you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's hard that they shot, you know, I mean... Uh, have you ever seen the size of a Saturn V? Where do you think it went? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> like, what do you think they were doing with it? <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Oh, any? Do you have any other clips for this? Or uh, yes, I
3: do. Don't go away up there. Next time it won't be a dream or a nightmare. Next time it'll be for real. So don't go away. We'll be up there in a little
2: while. Up there, up there in the vastness of space and the void that is sky. Up there is an enemy known as isolation. It sits there in the stars waiting, waiting with the patience of eons, forever waiting in the twilight zone.
0: He's so serious in that. Up there.
1: Well, he was trying to sell it to CBS. mean, yeah. <laughs> You know. He, He's trying. Bravo! Probably, probably the best pilot ever made. I don't care what Rob thinks or Rob thinks. You know. I I thought it was great. I thought it was perfect. It set the series up perfectly.
0: Yeah, it's simple that so they could do it without blowing a ton of money.
1: And they made it interesting. They got a great actor to do it. I mean, I was convinced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and Rod thinks there was no twist. Sure there was. I mean, it, the twist was he wasn't in the damn town. Good enough for me, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, just like just like we said King Diamond Return, we didn't need the sand.
0: Nope. Didn't need it. Didn't help the plot at yeah, all. Yeah, the fucking Freddy Krueger ending didn't matter. Yeah. I Rod, sure. Rod
1: likes to have the stories with a with an ever-ending uh you know uh continuation in your mind where you, you where you can make up where whatever you want to happen to him wherein you know what I mean he doesn't like cut and dry for some reason he doesn't like you know structured and done and that's it you don't have to think about it again he wants you to always think about it you know what I mean that's kind of how Game of Thrones became such a big phenomenon because Everybody's trying to figure out what the fuck's gonna happen. So all these YouTube channels popped up, trying to tell you what what's gonna happen. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's just the sign of a good show because it keeps people invested and in wanting to see more. Yeah, that's all. So you know, good on him. He, I think he did the right move by 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 using uh, this episode as the pilot.
0: Yeah, much better than if he used the second episode. Uh, I don't think it would have got picked up. No. It's, it, I like that episode. I like one for the Angels, but wouldn't have sold it. It definitely doesn't set up what the what the Twilight Zone really isn't all about. Nope. I'm kind of amazed that episode's that
1: early. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, it was so good, dude. So many interesting, you know, shots. I mean, how they progressed. The dialogue was great. Just the physical acting was great, and and all the little. Easter eggs hidden all over the place. They, you know, the running into the mirror scene was hysterical. It gave you a little jump scare, you know. And then the twist at the end I thought was perfect. It was simple and it was believable. You could relate
0: to it. Perfect. You got a guy screaming. That's all you really need in a good Twilight Zone episode. Where is everybody? Hey, yeah, and hey cameraman. Dude, where is everybody?
1: I mean, he didn't have a lot of Vaseline. They they, they, they didn't get into the... To the Big, you know, levels of Vaseline, yet, but he had a little bit of shine.
0: We haven't talked about Vaseline in a while.
1: There hasn't been a lot of Vaseline show uh, episodes.
0: I I didn't even think about it. It's part of the logo. We haven't talked about it.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, it's all about the show. I mean, nobody's been really sweating much.
0: Well, they couldn't put Vaseline in the last episode we did because that'd be way too obvious. With the kid oh, and, they
1: might as well have their so hobbies for everything else. Yeah.
0: <laughs> literally a fucking tub of it sitting there in the on the bed, on his bed, she <laughs> goes into the <laughs> apartment. Go, go listen to the previous episode of this show, episode one hundred, the fugitive, to hear all the pedophile jokes, because it is ridiculous.
1: It's a plenty and it's well earned because they deserved
0: it. <laughs> they they did it too. Good God, Frank. Um any last thoughts on this episode? Oh uh, we have commercial break too. I forgot.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Do the commercial, and then I got the next week.
0: It's weird, because I moved the commercial like we already did it. What the fuck am I doing?
1: So basically, One for the Angels is after this. Guys, check that out after this. One for the Angels.
0: Um, Let's see here. Where is it? 101. Here we go. Rod Serling, creator of the Twilight Zone. We'll tell you about next week's story after this
1: word from our alternate sponsor.
0: In light of tonight's episode of the Twilight Zone, I want to remind our fans that the mentally ill need your help, not your judgment. Learn how by sending an email to lloydduringawonderland@gmail.com.
1: Very nothing.
0: Yeah, so, we go because they were the mentally ill. Not, not so much the mentally ill are a sponsor, but the the council for. Fixing that shit he is a sponsor, uh, so I thought I'd record yeah. one for him.
1: Uh, you know, the thing been going
0: good. Men- oh. Mental illness is no longer hopeless.
2: Many are now being saved. Help fight mental illness. Support your mental health
0: association. See? Thank you, LIWTZ uh, ReviewFans. You're fucking welcome. We're, we're saving the mentally ill. Good job, guys. Because we learned how. And now, Mr. Serling. (laughs) Next week, an excursion
2: into a strange and totally different dimension. We'll bring you a story by Richard Matheson called Little Girl Lost. And this one we guarantee is not the kind found in a police docket or in a missing persons bureau. When this little girl is lost, we're talking about out of this world. I hope you can join us next week and find out precisely where she's
1: gone.
0: Whoops. No, you actually did it right. I, I guess I did, yeah. You, you but, did it right uh, this time, not last time. Yeah, what you go? Oh. Where is everybody? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, is, is there any? It's good to have this? that clip ready, though. Is everybody else crazy? <laughs> yeah, you know, here, here we go. Who one for the Angels one. Next week,
2: I'll have a reunion with a unique talent and a valued friend. Our first since Requiem for a Heavyweight. Next week on The Twilight Zone, Mr. Edwin stars in One for the Angels, playing an old pitchman who sells mechanical toys like this, but whose competition is Mr. Death. We hope you'll join us then. Thank you and good night.
0: Sounds so unenthused already. <laughs> like, it's like, God damn it, I couldn't get Orson Welles because we don't have the money. Because <laughs> Orson Welles is still a high commodity right now. Shit. I- he was back then. I know. Then, they went very badly. They could not afford him. And then the fucking Transformers got him. to figure that out. Orson missed a big payday. And then immediately after that, death got him. Isn't <clears throat> sad that that's like the last thing he did was Transformers? Is it really? Yeah.
1: I know he was alive then. You no, know that's cartoon? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like he was he was, like, middle-aged back in the 50s. <laughs> yeah,
0: he uh, did Transformers a voice for it and then died, like, right after that. For who? Um, I don't know. So, what's to say, Optimus Prime? I would I would have to imagine yeah. it being Orson Welles. Let's just go ahead and say that. I don't know if it's true right now, but it feels like it should be right. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I heard one of his
1: radio uh, uh Broadcasts like uh, shows that he did, and he was doing an English accent, and it was really, really bad. Yeah, he cannot do accents. That, that. Some people can't. Oh God.
0: Oh, let's. Um, where can we find you? Where can we find you? Uh,
1: Twitter liw, or I mean, uh. Um, oh, that was weird. Lnkz on Twitter, and then RedDragonsRadio.com, dot com. All our shows running. Yep. okay real lazy there L- and, and, I- well yeah I, yeah I
0: mean you always say the the liw stuff so and everything's there too w studios uh <laughs> at gmail.com loitering one on youtube uh let's see what else what else what else um did you say the TZ review laW the TZ review on Twitter did you say that Yeah, uh, LiW the TZ review on Twitter I just did Here okay goes. the podcast pod we're on Twitter and Liw studios on Twitter all the twitters I'll tw- tweet, tw- go twat over there.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West Squire.
1: I'm Frank Clementine Links. We'll squeeze,
0: squeeze 101. We'll see you for Little Lost Girl, which I keep wanting to say Little Girl Lost because it makes more sense in my head, but that's not how it is.
1: I think it is, isn't it? It's Little, yeah, it's it's little, little Girl Lost. Little Lost Girl. Oh, God. And it's a Matheson.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like never, this episode. I, I don't remember it at all. Really? I have no idea what it is. The uh, Simpsons also make fun of this one in one of their Twilight or one of their Trials horse Horrors. Sweet. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. I'll find it. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll see you later. So long, citizens. Go. Where is
3: everybody? <laughs>